Hey everyone, welcome back to The Electables. We have a special episode today in that we are excited to welcome Senator Amy Klobuchar's campaign manager, Justin Bowen, to the podcast. Justin, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is exciting times here as we head down the home stretch towards the Iowa caucuses. Well, we are so excited, too, and we are just honored to have you on only a few days out before the Iowa caucuses. So thank you for, so much for joining us. Um, I want to go ahead and get started here. You have had um, a lot of success on this campaign. I mean, I, I know Amy Klobuchar personally. I was excited that she wanted to run. Um, but I was not sure that she would be in the top five, <laughs> given that there are 23 or 24 people running. And here we are in this moment where she is, has really had um, a really major um, ascension in the race in the past few months. And, you know, we're in a state going into a state like Iowa, which is a neighboring state to her home state of Minnesota, um, a state that I, I hope that she performs well in. And I, I sure you obviously feel the same way. So just talk to us about how you're feeling, um, what the campaign vibe is like, um, what what you, the senator, how you guys are handling the senator's absence, given that she has to be back in Washington a lot this week. Just kind of talk us through what's going on on the ground. Sure, yeah. Um, it, it, it definitely has been a wild ride since uh, our February announcement in that blizzard in Minneapolis uh, uh, in front of 9,000 people. Uh, and, <laughs> Which and was amazing. What I, what I think we... Yeah, it was it was a, it was a fun day. Uh, and what I think we've seen is uh, what I've known for a long time. And I've worked for Amy going back to 2004. I managed her campaign in 2012 and then and then helped on the most recent one as well, is that she um, one is not going to be outworked. She is a relentless campaigner. Um, that's why uh, early on in the campaign, she committed to go into all of Iowa's 99 counties. Uh, we've been to every county in New Hampshire, I think, four times. Uh, and she's gone to meet people where they're at um, and deliver her message, which I think is really resonating with with Democrats uh, here in Iowa. Uh, we've seen that in the recent polls and 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 um, uh, no, I think four polls, the last four polls have shown uh, that we're in double digits and everyone uh, uh, a big increase from the previous polls. Uh, and I think that our message of getting things done, uh, moving the country forward. Uh, with kind of big uh, uh, changes to uh, to healthcare and education, and bringing down the cost of prescription drugs, um, um, and it has really resonated. Um, but the other thing that I hear everywhere I go, uh, anywhere in the country, is that Democrats want someone that can win. And Amy has got a proven track record of winning. She's won uh, all three, three times. She's run statewide in Minnesota. Um, and she's won not just uh, in uh, the bluest of blue districts, um, uh, like Ilhan Omar's district, but every congressional district in the state. We, uh, uh, she got 98% of Democrats uh, to vote for her in the last election, uh, and then she uh, won 42 counties that Donald Trump won. And I think that that is the recipe uh, for, for winning back the White House. And I think what we're hearing on the ground is that people want someone that can win, uh, but also has uh, a, a, a realistic, bold vision for the future. And that's what we've been able to, uh, uh, Amy's been able to deliver. And, and, and that's why we've seen such movement in the polls as we head into the final days. Hey, Justin, um, first of all, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. Um, can you take us through your operation currently in Iowa, like rough numbers of staff that you have, and then 
Um, I know you guys are up with a new TV spot, but just sort of the the media strategy too as well. And then the, the my last question um, would be just how are you handling, um, you know, Amy having to be in Washington to uh, sit during the impeachment uh, trial? Uh, how are you handling her absence in Iowa? Um, uh, and, you know, like, what are you doing to sort of make up for that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So uh, staff on the ground here, we've got over 120 uh, staff on the ground here, 19 offices across the state of Iowa. Uh, we've had uh, um, a tons of volunteer capacity, um, people on the phones and in the, uh, on the doors uh, over the last few weeks. We also have 17 current Iowa legislators that have endorsed uh, Amy. Uh, and so they've been out um, talking to their neighbors, uh, hosting events for us, um, uh, and, and, and that's been a tremendous, uh, a boon for the campaign. I mean, as you guys know, in, in the caucus state like this, so much of the, um, and with so many people still undecided, so much of the interpersonal conversations, uh, on caucus night, uh, or the days leading up, uh, with friends and neighbors are going to be what makes the difference. And so, you know, we see one of our big advantages, uh, having all these legislative endorsements, uh, um, when Liz Mathis walks into the, uh, her precinct caucus uh, location. Everyone knows her, and, and when she walks in with an Amy button on and starts persuading people, that's gonna that's gonna mean a lot. Um, and, uh, and and the same when Ruth Ann Gaines does it uh, here in Des Moines. And so I think that 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 is uh, one of the one of the secret weapons we've got. The other thing that I think has been kind of fun um, with with Amy uh, in Washington is uh, having her daughter, Abigail, on the road here. Um, we've, we've done a number of what we call uh, hot dish house parties. Um, and uh, uh, for those uh, of your listeners that aren't from the Midwest, a hot dish is kind of a Midwestern version of a casserole. And uh, it was uh, recently featured in the New York Times, I think, uh, in, today's, in today's paper. And, and so Abigail's been able to crisscross the state. We've had packed houses where uh, uh, Midwesterners make hot dish and, and talk about politics and, and Abigail's delivers Amy's, uh, Amy's message. And so that, that's been a lot of fun. And then I, you know, Amy has been, um, you know, as she likes to say, she's a mom, she can do two things at once. And so she, when she's in trial, she's, she's doing her constitutional duty. Um, uh, but when she's done, uh, we're doing teletown halls here in Iowa. We've, we've had three of them in state and talked to over 35,000, Iowans. We um, have done uh, 13 local TV interviews in the early states just this week since Amy's been um, in Washington, in addition to all the cable hits that she's been doing. And, you know, last night at about uh, uh, at about uh, noon or one o'clock, we f found out that uh, the trial was going to be wrapping up a little early uh, and we were able to uh, get 250 people to show up in Council Bluffs. Amy flew in for an event. Wow, in a that's amazing. And uh, and it was just just tremendous. And I think that that just shows um, uh, what a what a tough campaigner she is. She's not going to be outworked. And if Democrats want to win in November in the most important election uh, of all time, uh, they're going to need someone that has got the toughness to get it done and uh, take on Donald Trump. And and I think that all those things are, are why we've we've seen kind of this this uh, surge in the final days. You know, and Justin, she really has surged, um, not just in the final days, but over the course of the last few months. And I think a lot of that, at least in my view, has to do with her really strong um, command on the debate stage and really making a name for herself as somebody who is able to um, really articulate a vision for moving the country forward, but also in a very pragmatic way that is not dismantling, you know, 
completely dismantling Obamacare and some of the other policies that we all know were very difficult to put into place. Um, I want to talk about, by the way, the good news from Emerson College on the new poll that came out just a few days ago that has Amy Klobuchar at 13% in Iowa, um, just right behind, uh, well, I guess sort of behind Biden at 21% and Sanders at 30%. And then, of course, Elizabeth Warren at 11% and so on and so forth. Um you know, the, 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 the caucuses in Iowa demand that you get 15% threshold as a candidate in order to be viable for delegates. Do you feel like you guys have a plan in place to make sure that she hits some of those key targets so that she will come out of the state with delegates? Yeah, I mean, we've got a we've got a uh, tremendous ca- uh, precinct or uh, caucus captain, precinct captain program on the ground here. Um, and uh, and I think we we've we've targeted a number of uh of places kind of in the high rich delegate uh counterparts uh, counties like uh Polk uh uh and and um and some of the others but we also have robust uh operations in other parts of the state that I don't think uh, uh many of the other campaigns are organizing in and so we're going to have uh captains across the state um and um you know one of the things um, why we made this commitment of, of going to all 99 counties and, and, and hearing what uh, matters to people uh, is showing that we care about um, not just the most dense uh, cities uh, in Iowa, but, but everywhere. And uh, there are a lot of delegates uh, in the rural parts of the state. And I think that we're going to do, uh, we're going to do really well there as well. So, so we've, we've got a, we've got a massive uh, get out to caucus program in place here. We're going to be running it all the way through Monday uh, and um, I think um, I think that that's going to be uh, the difference on, on on caucus night for us. Justin, take us through the states that follow Iowa. Iowa is obviously important because it's the first contest, but the reality is there's only 41 delegates are ta- are, are allocated after that. Um, then we move to New Hampshire on February 11th, and then February 22nd, we've got Nevada, and then February 29th, we've got South Carolina. And then, of course, the big Super Tuesday, March 3rd, um, where 1,500 uh, delegates are going to be um, up for grabs. So I'm just curious, take us, I know Iowa is sort of the priority right now, but what, what, tell us about your operation and your, and your thinking on the states that follow. Sure. One of the, one of the things that uh, very early on, Amy and I, when when we were kind of uh, talking about doing this, and w- when eventually she made the decision to run, that that she said was a priority of hers was to make sure um, that we made this a national campaign, and that's why we spent a lot of time, particularly early on, uh, going to uh, places around the country, uh, blue wall states. Uh, we've been to uh, Michigan a number of times, Ohio a number of times. Uh, Illinois, um, and uh, and then spending time in in kind of the the Super Tuesday places, uh, we've had big crowds in Colorado, Virginia, uh, uh, Tennessee, um, Texas, California, and so uh, we've got staff on the ground already in some of those places, um, and um, um, and obviously Minnesota is a Super Tuesday state uh, where we'll do well, where our headquarters are based. Um, so I feel I feel really good about kind of where things are at uh, now. Now, obviously, a lot of um, a lot of the earned media and and enthusiasm will come out of how well we do uh, in Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, and so that's why we we're spending our our time here now down down the home stretch. Uh, we've got a great um, a team in New Hampshire as well, uh, and and I think that 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 state should um, 
should align nicely uh, for us. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, parts of New Hampshire are like parts of Minnesota, where Amy's always done well, um, and we've got uh, some some good endorsements there, and and a, and a good ground game. Um, she was there a couple weekends ago, and and we had uh, you know five, six hundred people at at events, um, and we're running television ads in New Hampshire as well, uh, and so I feel really really good about that. I mean, to have those kind of crowds when we're not don't have nearly as many staff and, and haven't been there uh, quite as often is uh is i think shows what the potential is going to be and and when we do well in iowa um we're going to be off to the races in new hampshire so justin um another question for you you are a campaign veteran you've obviously as you mentioned been with senator klobuchar for a long time but i know that you also worked on senator john edwards presidential campaign in 2008 and of course senator john Kerry's presidential race in 2004 um I don't know if you spend any time in Iowa in those states, but or, or during those campaigns. But if you did, can you sort of talk about like how you feel things right now compared to your experiences then? I mean, how do you see? And I'm not just talking about your campaign. I'm talking about the overall momentum of Democrats. I mean, I feel like no matter where I go, if I'm in Iowa, if I'm in Arkansas, if I'm in California, obviously here in Washington D.C. Democrats are so energized. They are motivated. They want to beat Donald Trump. I've never experienced um, quite anything like it. You know, an electorate that is so focused on taking down the incumbent president. Do you feel that? Do you feel like the energy on the ground is the same way across the country when you travel? Um, Do you feel like it's greater than it was maybe on your 2004 and 2008 races? Or do you feel like, do you feel that sense of just heightened energy um, more so than, than the previous races that you've worked on? Yeah, I mean, I think I mean you're getting at the the big question everyone's trying to figure out is what what's this caucus turnout going to be like, uh, and how many people are are, are going to participate. I mean, there is absolutely energy on the ground here. It feels a little bit different than than 2008. I think there's there's uh, there's a number of campaigns that have bigger operations in the state than than in 08 uh, when it was kind of a three a three person race. Um, um, so I so we're not seeing quite as big of you know, crowd size in some of these events, I'd say just anecdotally. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's just because there's a lot of good options and and people are still trying to make their, their final decisions. I think in 2008, a lot more people had kind of picked their, picked their horses uh, in the final weekend. Um, and, you know, poll after poll has shown us here that somewhere between 40 and 60% uh, of, of respondents are still open to another choice uh, during the final days. And so we've seen, um, people going to two or three events in a weekend, uh, to make their, to make their final choices. And so, yes, definitely, uh, uh, some real enthusiasm. Um, when I was in council bluffs last night, uh, we had uh, a couple of folks that I talked to, uh, in the back of the room that, uh, were Republicans that had voted for Trump that had decided that they were going to caucus for Amy because they didn't like the direction of the country. Um, and so I think we're going to probably see in some of these rural places that, uh, you know, where Trump counties uh, in the past, um, people come to the polls and, and, and vote for Democrats or caucus for Democrats. Um, you know, I think there were 31, 31 counties in Iowa that Obama won that Trump then turned around and, and won. And I believe we're the only campaign that's gone to those places, uh, to all 31 of those places. And, and, you know, and, and Amy's message, I think resonates with, with caucus goers there. And so I think we'll probably see some increases in, in participation in, in those places from, um, from people that maybe stayed home in the past or, or didn't support a Democrat. 
Hey, Justin, uh, campaigns, as you know, are emotional roller coasters. Um, your campaign has had recently a lot of uh, highs. Uh, obviously, every campaign has lows. Uh, one particular high that I wanted to ask you about was winning the endorsement, uh, joint endorsement um, uh, of the New York Times editorial board. What was that like for, for you as someone who's been with Amy for so long, you, you know, you're the manager. This is, I mean, I, I'm just, and, and not just you, your staff, because a lot of work went into that. Um, yeah. And so I just would love to hear from you. Like, what was that moment like? What was that moment like for you? It, it was a, it was a, uh, just a tremendous day. I mean, I, I woke up that morning uh, to see that we had gotten the quad city times endorsement, uh, which of course is a huge deal here in Iowa uh, and, uh, and then I, uh, uh, I wasn't sure actually if I was going to watch the New York times, uh, uh, documentary, but, uh, uh, I had been watching the 49ers and green Bay Packers game. And as a Vikings fan, I was very pleased to see the 49ers were beating the Packers by, by 20 plus. And so I was able to flip over to the New York times and, uh, and, and watch it live. So it was, uh, it was a great, it was a great moment for the campaign. Uh, Amy uh, was in the air flying to South Carolina uh, for the MLK Day uh, festivities there when when it when it happened and and she was uh, of course uh, very excited um, and uh, and then we you know followed that up by later uh, the next weekend getting the union leader endorsement in New Hampshire and the Keen Keen Sentinel endorsement in New Hampshire uh, the the first two newspapers to endorse there the union leader being the biggest one in the state. And, and, uh, absolutely it was, it was, uh, it was tremendous news and, and, you know, we've got a, a couple of, um, uh, folks on the team, Rosa Poe and Bridget Hogan, who, um, who worked with Amy on the editorial board prep, uh, uh, that she does and, um, they did a great job. And so it it was, uh, it was a great moment. Um, but it was, it was because Amy put in the work. I mean, she she um, uh, spent the time reading editorials from these newspapers, so uh, she, she knows everything they've been talking about when she goes in. She uh, knows her positions, of course, and, and and is able to talk about how they uh, will affect the the, the states um, that we're going to, and and um, you know, and I think that so on the ground in New Hampshire and, and in Iowa, those those endorsements were a big deal. And then I think the New York Times endorsement was a, just a validation across the country uh, that uh, Amy's got what it takes uh, to win. And um, and uh, she's someone to watch. And, and it, it was kind of the start of uh, what's been a good couple of weeks here. Yeah, that was that was a really big deal. I was so excited um, for both Senator Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren because I just know how hard, um, how you know how much prep goes into those editorial meetings, and I also know, um, you know, how important they can be to generating momentum for the campaign. So that was really important. Um, Justin, any final thoughts? Anything else you want our viewers to know, or rather our listeners to know, just a couple days out before Iowa? Well, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you hopefully in Iowa. <laughs> you will, uh, you will. Over this weekend, it's going to, we'll, we'll, uh, we feel lots of good, good momentum here, obviously. But, but the biggest thing I think for all Democrats to remember going into the final days and then off to New Hampshire is, is that we need to focus on, uh, defeating Donald Trump and, and how important this election is. And so, you know, I'd encourage any of your listeners in, in any of these early states and in the future primary states to, to get engaged to make sure that they participate in their caucus and in their primaries 
Um, and, and just remember that Democrats, um, you know, we've got a pretty important job to do here and that's pick on, pick the best person, uh, that can take on Donald Trump, uh, in November. I think that that's going to be Amy. I think that, um, um, her vision for the country and her, um, proven track record of actually winning in places that we're going to need to win in is going to be what's going to put us over the top, but also take on Donald Trump. And so just down, down the home stretch, there's lots of stuff that goes on here in these, uh, in, in the caucus states of campaigns going back and forth, but you know, just everyone needs to remember that at the end of the day, the, uh, the eyes got to be on, on the general and, and defeating Donald Trump. Amen to that. Justin, thanks so much and good luck. Yeah, Justin, good luck on Monday. We are rooting for, um, well, we're not endorsing anybody, but we definitely want you guys to do well, and we wish you all the luck and be safe out there, and uh, we'll see you on the campaign trail. All right, and you got to convince Doug to come out here. I know, I know. Doug, get on a plane. She, you can tw- I'll twist. I'll, you, uh, my arm will be twisted. I'm sure. Maybe I will. Maybe Although I will, I will, I will say, again. flights into Des Moines right now are really pricey. So. Get ready for it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Justin. Good luck. So, guys, for my partner in crime, Doug Thornell, this is Adrian Elrod signing off for the Electables. Um, We uh, hope you guys will tune in next week. We'll have some, hopefully, some really good sound from Iowa um, and from the campaign trail. So, with that, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you soon.